everyone. Welcome to What Really Works, a mental health podcast for young adults and youth. In these podcasts, you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in. What Really Works is brought to you by Discovery College, an initiative run by the Canadian Mental Health Association, Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, What Really Works listeners. It's Olivia and Becky here, per usual. Hello. How's it going, everyone? How's it going, Becky? Good? It's going okay. It's going. It's going. (laughs) Slowly moving along. Today, What Really Works listeners, we are going to talk about one of my not very favorite things to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, uh, we're going to talk about failure and also success. Um, Becky and I have a lot to say about not only just those words, um, but what they mean, um, our perceptions of what is failure, what is success, um, and what we do when we actually do make a mistake. But what do we do when maybe we're a little bit too hard on ourselves? Because I think that's how I am. Whenever I talk about fail, you know, I'm going to start from this because this is what I'm immediately thinking about. You know, when you're in an interview. Mm -hmm. And the interviewer asks you, what's your biggest failure? Mm-hmm. And what's your biggest success? I'm immediately just like, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. Because number one, I can think of a million and one things that I failed at. But the last thing I want to do is tell you about it in an interview. <laughs> because that doesn't look very good on me. And number two, I'm so incredibly hard on myself that I just don't. I, what have I been successful at? brushing my teeth this morning I don't know (laughs) but sometimes not even that so it's just this big mass of confusion for me when it comes to failure and success yeah and like you say the example you used about it being a such a common question in interviews like I dread that you know when you do like interview prep and I'm like, oh, I really hope they just don't ask me yeah. this question because they're kind of not really looking for that answer anyway. Which they're not is, looking for an honest answer. Yeah. It's like, what have you failed at? And then take that mm. and turn it into how you've been successful yeah. because of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, if I was honest, I'd say, what have I failed at? Let's see. Um, I have um, chronic anxiety and depression and bipolar. So the way that my brain works means that literally everything that I make a tiny mistake on, I view as an absolute failure. <laughs> and <laughs> they would be like, oh, okay. But that's that's the thing, right? And like you mentioned, we're going to talk about like perception of failure and stuff like that. But I'm going to like just even delve into, you know, it's something that's spoken about is success all the time right and failure all the time and like we said it's even such a common question in interviews and it's even just like used colloquially right oh I failed so hard at that or like I'm so successful at this hashtag failure right but we're gonna delve into what we even mean when we're talking about failure and success and how I personally hate both words (laughs) (laughs) Becky hates them both so much and you'll see why because the definition the oxford dictionary definition of failure is <laughs> drum roll please <laughs> failure means lack of success <laughs> like what it's so harsh sounding right pardon me it's... lack of... i fail at every <laughs> <laughs> it just i don't know there's just something 
I feel just the way that it's worded, like you say, a lack of success, it just sounds horrible as a way of putting it, right? Nobody wants to think of a lack of success as something that's happening to them. So even the, just like saying the word failure doesn't feel great when describing something that we've done because of what it means, right? It's just horrible. How would you want to define failure? I define it in my life as when I've got things wrong. Okay. And by you've got things wrong, that can be really broad. Yeah. So it might be when I've misjudged something, maybe when I've made a mistake, maybe when my actions have had uh, a negative impact on others or things haven't gone the way I really hoped that they would, mainly due to like my actions and my behavior. Okay. Yeah, I think I would define it in a similar way. What really works, listeners, Becky and I were having a conversation about this before we started recording. And it's so interesting because we're in the same profession, like Becky and I are really good friends, but we both have our own like various interpretations of what failure means and what success means. And it's just based on how that shows up for each of us, where I think in my life, failure is probably the most prominent feeling that I feel consistently as a result of like of my anxiety or the things that um, I personally experience. And I actually have to work really hard to reframe my thoughts into thinking that everything is a mistake, that everything I do, someone's going to be mad at me about everything I do is going to have negative consequences into bringing it more into a realistic light of, you know, that that's not necessarily the case. So for me, everything is a failure and I have to slowly like rewire my brain into thinking actually it's somewhere in the middle or actually it's something that's positive um, where other people might not have that experience. Where more generally, hopefully, if you don't like have a mental health challenge or if it's not whatever your situation it is, you would hope that it would be more of like how you're defining it of like something that happens when you make a mistake or when you hurt someone else, etc. Yeah, and I think that can even be a place to start, right? For each and every one of us listening, even just thinking about what the word failure means to us. Because some people might have like a really wonderful way of thinking about it. Whereas others, like you say, might be something that they recognize and experience themselves like so frequently right so I think it's really important especially when there is so many perceptions about what the word means and it means so many different things for different people a really great way of starting to understand what we can do when maybe we do get things wrong or have those experiences it's a really great place to start is just actually understanding what I mean by me personally mean by the word failure and if and when we want to use that word Starting with some sort of brainstorm map for it would be great of having failure in the middle as a word and then branching out from there. Like, what does that make you think of? How does it feel when you fail? Is it something that you think that you experience a lot or something that you don't really experience a lot? Just thinking of all those different intricacies as a basis to start, I think, is really important because that's what you and I had to do. We had to be like, okay, so where are you coming at with this and where where am I coming at with this? Yeah, because I feel like before we can even, you know, we're kind of talking about overcoming failure, whatever that may mean to each and every one of us. But I guess, like you said, Olivia, more thinking about like how we can support ourselves when we do get things wrong or our behavior has a negative impact on others. 
you know, we do need to understand our view of that word. And, you know, even just what we were saying about the term failure in the Oxford Dictionary with like a lack of success and the negative impact of even just like that definition in our lives. But, you know, it does really create a sense. Like, I think a lot of us have a real fear of failure. I know I definitely have a real fear of like getting things wrong in my life. And it makes sense in an evolutionary way. Like a fear of failure makes sense because when we don't get things right, it could be in like a life or death situation, right? If we don't gather enough food for the day, what's going to happen? Or if we let the fire go out, what's going to happen? And so it kind of makes sense for us to have anxieties around like maybe not achieving some things we want to in the way that we want to. But, you know, living in the 21st century, that gets a whole lot more complicated when we have so many more things we're interacting with, so many more expectations we're putting on ourselves, our society is putting on ourselves to be feeling these pressures, to be working towards whatever this thing is called success. Mm-hmm. It then becomes incredibly scary to get things wrong or make mistakes, right? Yeah, because there's more weight to those mistakes. If you think and you feel like you're entire life is going to be dictated by this scale of failure and success the more times you view it that you failed you're just slowly working down that ladder and farther and farther and farther away from success like that is such a terrifying thing to think about it's a really terrifying space to exist in right and while we were doing like research for this episode, I found a really interesting way of describing like fear of failure, especially the way that failure is described within, often within like society, right? Is a fear of failure is a real kind of like shame anxiety in the world that we live in right now, because quite often we're genuinely anxious and scared and fearful of the outcome of getting things wrong if we're going to feel guilt for it or shame for it and judged for it by other people I think that's a huge one when it comes to failure is like what are other people going to think about me now that I did this or because I haven't done this Mm -hmm. well yeah and it comes like from an early age right like where as kids put through tests and exams right where we're already being subjected to this idea of like of this all or nothing thinking about failure and success, right? Like there's like one mark between getting an F and a, like a pass, right? So from like so young, we're already like thinking about like, what does it mean to fail? What does it mean to succeed? It feels really great when I succeed and not so great when I fail. And I don't want to let down my caregivers by with my exam results and things like that. So we're already feeling those pressures from it, from such a young age. And then we just start to then apply it more and more throughout our lives right which creates a pressure to be perfect which we've talked about in one of our past episodes perfectionism and along with creating that pressure to be perfect it honestly contributes to our anxiety in our everyday life because if we're under the impression that everything that we do has either a positive contribution towards our lives on that towards that success side of things or if it has a negative consequence more towards that failure side of things then everything we do seems as though it's going to be measured in some way and that makes things that we do in our life really tough to think about it's like oh my goodness like if I don't make if I don't send out this email 
that that's failing because I'm not doing something fast enough, right? And that's not what successful people do things really quickly and they do it efficiently. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's tough. When we think about that failure and the real fear of it, which many of us do experience, I know that's something I experience, it makes it incredibly hard to be open to new things. It makes it so hard to be vulnerable. I mean, it, for one, it is scary being vulnerable. Um, and, and Brene Brown talks about how being vulnerable is actually incredibly brave. And without that vulnerability and and with that fear of failure, it can make it incredibly hard to open those new doors, try those new things. You know, there's been many things in my life where I thought, oh, I'd like to try that. And then I think, oh, but what if I'm awful at it? It's like, why does it matter? But what, honestly, like, <laughs> let's explore that a little bit more. So what if you're awful at it? Well, I know. I know myself, like, nothing that bad is going to happen if right? I'm awful at it. But that doesn't stop me from going, nah, I'm not going to do well, that. Because we're conditioned <laughs> to think that something bad will happen as a result of not being perfect or successful at whatever it is that we're choosing to do. Mm-hmm. Which is so limiting. Right. I really want to try, I want to try kite boarding so bad. And I'm like, but what if I'm not good at it immediately? It's like, well, then Olivia, you would be normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah. You'd be like everyone else. Or Becky knows, God, I was trying, I'm trying to learn how to ski this year. This is my first season. And Becky knows, cause I talk to her about it all the time. I'm just an absolute mad woman on the ski hill. Cause I'm like, must be great. Must be perfect at skiing this year. And I have my whole right side is black and blue because I'm just going down the mountain as fast as possible so I can be successful. And what even is that success looking like? Like, what does what do you mean so you can be successful? You want to know what my honest definition of success is. And what really works, listeners, this does not mean that this is correct. And it's actually probably an unhealthy way of looking at things. But I'll be very honest. My definition of success in my heart would be probably be being the best at it like being better than other people which is really sad I don't know if it's sad well it makes me feel bad about it you know it makes me feel bad about the way that I view success because why do I have to feel superior at something in order to feel successful and honestly I think a lot of people think that way just because of how we were raised in the society that we were raised in we're not working towards uplifting everyone and celebrating everyone's successes like as a community it's more based on the individual and if it's based on the individual it's how do you stack up against other people so bad (laughs) well just even thinking about school like you get the your test results in and everybody's like what did you get what did you get what did you get why does anyone care yeah well that's a great why does anyone care yeah because you want to know that you've done better than someone so then what is failing is failing doing worse than other people or is it more related to ourselves I mean yeah it depends who depends who you are yeah I mean I always try and concentrate on myself when I'm thinking about these things because I know in the grand scheme of humans I'm relatively average in the sense of I know Usain Bolt when it comes to like running I've not got like an amazing skill in something but I like do okay in life and that's why I try and view about myself as an individual. Because if I start, and I've spoken to you about this before, Olivia, about like self-worth. If I start looking at other people that are like saying the same age bracket as me, I 
then start comparing myself. Oh, yeah. And I go from actually feeling pretty good about where I am with myself as an individual and as a person to feeling actually pretty worthless and going, hang on a minute. They're the same age as me and they're like so much further ahead than me. Like I can really get stuck in that. I bet a lot of people do. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And instead I have to be like, no, they're doing what they're doing. I don't know what what they've got going on as well. Like I can only see what's going on the outside of things for a start. I need to just think about me and like how I feel where I'm at to kind of answer your question of like, is failure being worse than others? Uh, Like from my perspective, no. Yeah, that's an inherently like negative way to view failure, right? Not only because it's like what you're describing of it's on an individual to individual basis, but it's probably being unnecessarily hard on ourselves because not only are we experiencing that mistake or failure on in our heart of we know that we could have done better or we expected more of ourselves, but then we're also like, well, and now I'm comparing myself to to other people and their successes and what they do and how this person now thinks about me. Do they view me different? Which just continues the cycle of continuing to feel bad about ourselves or whatever it might be. So I think that that's a really healthy way of looking at both failure and success. Of It's an individual basis and it's whatever you're going to define that as. But that's a really, really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly hard for me to do. It's one of the things that I really struggle with is, number one, not being incredibly anxious about everything that I feel that I don't do perfect. And number two, not trying to be so perfect that I'm comparing myself to everybody else around me and viewing everything as a competition because it shouldn't be, right? But that's a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. All of this is incredibly hard. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we so what do we do? I guess there it's we're in two different mindsets about it, right? Is because it's like failure and success, all individually based. Like we are often very hard on ourselves as just general people mm-hmm. in our society that we live in. But what about the other side of the coin where we actually do mess up mm-hmm. and we need to take accountability for our actions rather yeah. than just being kind to ourselves or just assuming that we haven't really made a mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and that's a really great point. And actually that you even that second part of it that you were talking about was actually where where this podcast episode even came from, right? It came from uh, a previous guest that kind of reached out to us and was like, what do you say about when you actually get stuff wrong and how do I manage that? Like, where do I go from there? Like, Because she was like, as I try and like research it, all I can read is be kind to yourself and she was like that that's not getting at what I want or need we'll start on that side of things of like what do we do when we actually get things wrong and then maybe we'll talk after about like you know we're all gonna get things wrong anyway so how do we speak to ourselves about it quite often a lot of things are like be kind to yourselves be compassionate to yourselves which is a huge part but you know when we do like say mess up and maybe there's some negative impacts on those around us Part of being compassionate towards ourselves is also taking accountability for our actions. I think this is something that sometimes gets forgotten when we're talking about it. Is sometimes there is an impact from our actions. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is. And I think we do always need to kind of to help with rumination, to help with us, to process what's going on for us, to help us overcome whatever it is that's happening for us. We still need to acknowledge 
who that's impacted and take accountability for that. And what I mean by accountability is like ownership of that action. And that ownership could look like, hey, I got this wrong. I've had to do that before where I got something wrong and the person was kind enough to correct me afterwards. And I felt awful for getting it wrong because kind of that mindset that you had that you're talking about Olivia was like I should do better at this this is something that I like want to be good at so why aren't I getting it right and I got stuck definitely in a bit of a rumination circle of like just making myself feel awful over this mistake I'd made but I needed to be like hey yeah thank you for correcting me for that mistake I made and like I apologize for that and I'm gonna learn from that and do better from that and taking accountability for that was was kind of that act of compassion towards myself for being able to say like hey like you have got something wrong from this but you can learn from this and you can use this to do better well it's not only compassionate to yourself but it's also compassionate to others yeah I find often when we do make a mistake and we are either apologizing or taking accountability for that action um, whatever it might be sometimes we lean too much into thinking about how sorry we are into thinking about like how bad we feel and just like apologizing and apologizing and apologizing and like <laughs> I, I'm sorry for this mistake like I'm gonna do better like I promise blah 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 and punishing ourselves which I think is kind of counterproductive mm-hmm. because punishing ourselves and making ourselves feel worse about whatever we've done or over apologizing whatever it might be it's kind of self-soothing because you know that you've done something wrong and instead of moving on from that and like acknowledging it and, and learning from that, you're kind of wallowing in self-pity a little bit mm-hmm. by over-apologizing or feeling overly bad about it. And that's not a way to, to move forward. You know what I mean? Like there does need to be... Like we can still be upset with ourselves. We can still feel guilt for our actions but like you say still take that accountability and still act with self-care versus that self-soothe right yeah I'm also thinking about those kind of where that thought comes from is those harder conversations Mm -hmm. where we make a mistake and rather than going in with the approach of I made a mistake thank you like you said thank you for bringing that to my attention think often we'll go into those interactions feeling bad and feeling as though we need to have our bad feelings about our mistake fixed by the other person Mm, okay yeah is what I'm trying to get at so it's like I know in the past I felt really bad about something that I've done to somebody or said or whatever and I'll go to that person and be like I'm so sorry like I can't believe I did that like I'm I'm gonna do better to begin with And I'm not actually taking accountability for the things that I've said in my heart. Instead, what I'm looking for is for that person to say, it's okay. You're a good person. I am not mad at you to validate my feelings, even though I'm the one that's made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people tend to do because we're always trying to to make ourselves feel better. We're always trying to be successful. And if someone quickly takes away that pain and says, you know what? It's okay. Then immediately we're back on that track to that to success, right? We didn't fail and we don't have to sit in that negative experience or in that mistake that we made. Whereas if we come to a situation and say, I made a mistake and thank you for showing me that, we have to sit in those uncomfortable feelings for a little bit longer. 
And that's how we actually learn from that mistake. Yeah, that's a really great point, actually, as well about like, actually, sometimes you we kind of got to sit in that to actually really learn from that and be able to move forward with that in a more productive way for ourselves. And that's being compassionate to ourselves, maybe not in the immediate moment. You don't think it's being compassionate to yourself because you feel bad and you're going to keep feeling bad. But in the long term, it's compassionate towards yourself because you're learning from that experience and then you're going to take that into your life moving forward. But it's also compassionate to others because you're not putting the onus on them to make you feel better. You're just purely apologizing for whatever you did. Mm -hmm. It's tricky. Oh, gosh, it's so tricky. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to just admit I was wrong and not (laughs) expect any sort Mm -hmm. of uh, I guess validation mm-hmm. after that, you know, because you have to validate yourself, yeah. which takes a lot of self-confidence, takes a lot of self-esteem. It takes a lot of self-love to do something that genuinely had an impact, a negative impact on someone else and still be okay with yourself at the end of the day. That's a really hard thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's something I'm wa- still working on very much. And that's okay that you're terrible at it, but we don't want to catastrophize yes. things, right? We don't want to think that we're we don't want to magnify like we're mm. I'm so bad at this or I'm such a terrible person for that I did this. But we also don't want to minimize it. It's really just somewhere in the middle where we need to take accountability for our actions and recognize when we have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. That my things that I really struggle with mm. is the magnifying. So like I've mentioned before on this podcast how like I definitely have an inner critic who can be very loud when I make a mistake. I'm just thinking of the example. Olivia's rolling her eyes oh already. She knows where this is going. I've <laughs> heard this story so many times. Uh, one time yeah. I got some negative feedback. Oh, yes. On a workshop about facilitation. And it was a very general piece of feedback. And I had been one of the facilitators. And I absolutely magnified that piece of feedback to wild extent where I took this one piece of feedback from this one workshop to be all of my workshops I've ever facilitated in have been awful. Nobody's enjoyed them. I'm not a good facilitator in any way. Like I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not qualified. Imposter syndrome. I've just been faking it and now I've been found out and I've completely failed at this. And then on top of that, I've minimized the fact that the rest of the workshops I've done has been generally positive feedback and not taking that into account when I'm thinking about this one pe- this one piece of feedback. And yeah, so that's like that's where I really have a hard time. And that makes it so hard to actually take accountability for our actions. Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying is if we magnify a situation to I'm the worst person ever because I did this or we minimize it into, oh, I'm fine, like self-love, self-care, mm-hmm. you know, then we're not taking... We're not learning from that experience because when you magnified that situation, it was hard for you to look at, okay, this is a valid piece of feedback in this way, this way, and this way. And you can take those things and move on from mm-hmm. them and work on them and like learn from those. And then if you minimize it, then it's like you're still not taking away those things that you need to take away from. So it does need to be somewhere in the middle, which is a very hard place to find. Like, yeah, it's hard to... It's- honestly like when you are really having a hard time with getting something wrong with like those really strong emotions it's really really hard to do a reality check with yourself it's really hard to be like 
okay like out of all of my thoughts that are going on right now like I like how do I have a factual view and you reached out to me right which is a perfect thing to do I think when either you need to apologize for something that you've done or if you're globalizing a mistake or magnifying a mistake that you've made reaching out to someone else and saying hey like here's the situation once you have once you've calmed down from a little bit is a great way to try to figure out what you're going to do because then you and I, we sat down and we had a conversation about the workshop and I offered some positive feedback and some critiques Mm -hmm. and then it was much easier to move on from from there. Yeah, because it was, I meant I could actually focus my mind on, okay, like, so this is where it did go wrong and this that means I can improve that for next time rather than next time a workshop comes along, I go, I can't facilitate. No one's enjoying this for the whole time. Instead, I'm like, okay, like, I know where to go from here. So when we make a mistake and it's something that we need to reckon with, mm-hmm. number one, we need to take accountability and we need to take accountability somewhere on the scale between minimizing and magnifying. We need to find that middle zone. Another thing that we can do is we can talk to someone that we trust about what we did, what our actions were, how they had an impact and get some feedback about how we want to move forward because we can be our own worst critics and having someone that's a little bit of a mediator for ourselves (laughs) can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I have found to be actually helpful Mm. as well? And it's kind of come from me realizing when I've been having conversations like we say with you and I'm like, I've got this terrible feedback and the worst or like to like my partner when I get something wrong and I'm like, I'm the worst human ever. And he's like, you're really not like think of the grand scheme of things. (laughs) It's not until the words leave my mouth I realize how unrealistic I'm being and how like far from the facts I've been. So I've, <laughs> I've actually started saying it out loud when those really catastrophizing thoughts come into my mind when I've got something wrong and I'm being like incredibly ruthless on myself. And honestly, when I say it out loud, I'm like, wow, Becky, like that is ridiculous. Ridiculous <laughs> of how you've gone from A to Z in 10 seconds. Where's so the rest of the alphabet? It's gone. <laughs> so that has been something that has been incredibly helpful in me taking realistic accountability for what's happening and then understanding where I need to go from there as well. So that if it has an impact on somebody else, I can take that accountability for that. I can take accountability for myself and also have that conversation with myself of like, where do I want to go from here? Do I really want to just get stuck in this thought of failure, get stuck in this thought of almost like non-self-worth? Or do I want to take this, take that accountability and use it to move on and to do better? And that's been very helpful. Yeah. I think that that's a great way of looking at things. It's so funny that even when we talk about it, we're like, oh, learning from our mistakes and getting better and just like doing yeah. better as people. And we're always, I think as people, we're always trying to to do better and do our, do our best. Um, but sometimes for me, and maybe those of you that are kind of on the same side of, of me as things where it's like everything I do is horrible. Sometimes what I need to remind myself of, of like, yeah, it's important to continue to learn from what I do in my life and like learn from my mistakes. And it's really important to take accountability and everything that we've discussed. But for me, it's also really important to remember that I am usually doing my best at most times of the day. I say that all the time because it's, it's one of my mantras is like, I'm 
always trying my best. I think as people, we are always trying our best and most people are doing their very best that they can. Mm -hmm. And if your very very best is perhaps you make a mistake and you acknowledge that mistake and you take accountability for that mistake and it's like, even if we do make a mistake and we're trying to learn from that mistake and take accountability, it doesn't mean we're not going to make the same mistake again eventually. Mm -hmm. We don't have to expect ourselves to be absolutely perfect and learn the perfect lesson from our mistake. We have to be realistic, you know, and being realistic is, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes sometimes and I'm going to try my best to take accountability and learn from that. But in all honesty, I'm not always going to learn what I'm supposed to learn from that. And I'm probably going to make the same mistake one, two, three, four, however many times it takes for me to like really realize that what I'm doing, I want to do better at. So immediately thinking that, you know, we've made a mistake, must take accountability, must learn, must be better. Success, I think, is also kind of that black and white thinking Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, you made a mistake. You took accountability for it. Great job. You might make the mistake again. And that's okay. We just need to do the same process over and over again. Like a kid, you know, like Mm -hmm. a a kid draws on the wall with a marker. You tell them not to, guess what? They're probably going to do it again. And then they're probably going to do it again. And like, we're not getting any more, like, yeah, we're more irritated maybe, but eventually that lesson is going to be learned. And eventually that person will stop drawing on the wall if we keep going through the same process. Yeah, because, you know, this is something you spoke about as well like before we started recording is like you know we talk about how like about always learning a lesson from like our mistakes or when we get things wrong or failure whatever you want to call it sometimes that lesson might not be clear or might not really be might not be there for us that's okay yeah and sometimes it's hard to take a lesson from everything that we do that's a mistake sometimes you just make a mistake sometimes your best that day is just not very good and you do something wrong and that's the reality of the situation. You just need to take accountability for it and move forward in whichever way is going to be the most supportive for yeah. yourself and also towards that situation. I feel like we're really just scratching the surface with this whole failure and I know we've gone we've touched a bunch of different things. I think maybe we should just make this into two, two parts and this can be the first part and then we'll dive into more details in the second part. I think that sounds like a plan. I think this is Overcoming Failure Part 1. Okay, and stay tuned What Really Works listeners for an Overcoming Failure Part 2 sometime in the future. All right, so recap. We both hate the word failure and success. I know. It's so hard because with these big topics like this, it's sometimes hard to wrap your mind around it because mm-hmm. it's so it's so vast and failure and success are such loaded terms, you know? Uh, so we hate those words. So we hate those words. So trying to rephrase those words, I think, is a really great initial first step of thinking about, okay, what actually does success mean to me? What does failure mean to me? Maybe we can start using different words like mistakes or triumphs, triumphs instead of successes. Um, Start with a brainstorming map and then really think about how we can best go about the situations in which we do make a mistake, which for us is acknowledging that going to other people if we need to to have a conversation perhaps before we acknowledge it because we just need a little bit more brainstorming time you said that it was really helpful for you to speak it out loud um and then just checking in about how you're speaking to yourself about it so whether we're catastrophizing whether we're minimizing magnifying globalizing 
being realistic or overly critical. And like you said as well, Olivia, if when we get something wrong and it has an impact on somebody else, it's not down to that individual to make us feel better. Sometimes we'll get things wrong and we've got to sit in it and that's okay. You know, the way we overcome that mistake or that outcome is through that accountability, through that compassion towards ourselves and just doing the best that we can at that moment in time. Alrighty, over and out. Good luck, everybody. Thanks again for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes, you can follow us or subscribe to What Really Works. To find more from Discovery College, go to discoverycollegecolona.com. And thanks again to Staple Studio in supporting us to produce this podcast.